This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Takes contact, going to get a chance for a three-point play. As Powell also back in the game for L.A. Oh, Shea just glued him to the floor, and SGA once again from the mid-range adds another to the highlight reel. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Valley Sports, courtesy of the call, as much to my chagrin as uh, someone who bet the Clippers last night. The Thunder, uh, the Thunder Roll. And the, I mean, the Clippers really were thunderstruck. It was uh, not great. Not great. Uh, Thunder win big over the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll talk about some of the uh, ramifications of the Thunder win last night over the Clippers in a second, and more from last night in sports as we uh, view it through hashtag from the betting perspective. But uh, we yes. want to tell our listeners and viewers yeah, from the hashtag from the betting perspective, well, maybe like is that the most overused phrase in sports betting content is blah, 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 blah from the betting perspective? Nah, because I, I don't think a lot of shows even do that. They just, they just ignore talk. the betting perspective entirely. Right. It's like we just I actually think it's one radio. of the least used. I think it's one of the least used things. Actually, <laughs> let's a- let's actually talk about betting and like make bets on stuff and like have skin in the game and like care what happens. <laughs> like, let's let's do Amazing. that. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Listen, you're you you're gonna care about this, our listeners and viewers. This is really awesome. Oh, yeah. How about BetQL? Adding a four-time Super Bowl champion. Now you know three times with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's all great. But let let's be honest. The one that's the most important is Super Bowl Forty Two against the Patriots. A four-time Super Bowl champion joins the BetQL network tomorrow on Saturday, and that is the legendary might go to the Hall of Fame at this point. Defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnolo. He's going to join our friends Kate Constable and Cam Smith on the Better Angle coming up tomorrow, Saturday, here on the BetQL network at six o'clock Eastern. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, the Odyssey app, wherever you find your favorite BetQL network shows, you will be able to find Spags coming up on the Better Angle Great Saturday. Ball. At 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a great job. That's our guy, Randy Merkin. Great job by, by Randy making that happen for our friends on the better angle. So here is what I was workshopping, Ken, from last. And this is one of those things. You may hear this and be like, yeah, well, yeah, okay, whatever. Does it matter or not? I don't it's know. Okay. But I think it's a fun, fun content device, at least. So last night in the NBA, it feels like, and we touched on MVP already. And mm-hmm. I think you did a great job kind of detailing how, look, good night for Jokic. Literally like a almost like a 20-20-20 triple-double where he doesn't yeah. miss a shot. But also, great night for Shea. And also a great night for Luka. But also, a great night for Jokic, who's excellent. And he's the favorite for MVP. And it feels like, Ken, that last night was a good night for a lot of the favorites for NBA awards. And does no this make question. you want to do anything as a result? So, most improved player. Sixers lose last night to my Knicks. And like a really... This is just... The Knicks need players back, like they need Ananobi and need Randall back, not just like because they need these. But, yeah. but they're like Thibodeau's going to run these guys into the ground. Yes. 
Like, DiVincenzo, Brunson, Hart, and Precious Achua play every minute of every game now. Um, and look, they played really well last night, and they beat the Sixers. Maxi scores 35 points. He's your favorite and most improved player. We obviously touched on Jokic already. It's a good night for Mark Dagnalt, right? As the, and, and for, for two ways. The Thunder beat the Clippers, and Ty Lue loses as well. And we, yep. we touched on Jokic. Um, and look, like, Wembenyama has, like, a decent game. The Spurs lose. He's so far ahead. It doesn't even matter. But, uh... It kind of did feel like a good night for the favorites in these award markets last night. I know we already touched on Jokic, but what about Maxi and Dagnalt and improved and coached specifically? Well, and I'll add uh, Malik Monk played really well, and they the Kings dodged a bullet. They almost really like yacked a game away to the Spurs at the end of the game, but ended up winning anyway. And Monk played well, um, and them winning a lot is going to be really key to his candidacy to win Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, and uh, we don't talk about Clutch Player of the Year a lot. It's been an award that a lot of us have like that un- ungodly sums into Steph Curry for weeks and months and months and months. But like, they need to keep winning for him to win. Probably like if they go under 500, they're, maybe they give it to somebody else, even though he's good leads in every imaginable clutch category. Um, and they won again. So like P uh, I texted someone that's so funny that you have this talking point. I texted a friend of ours and literally the message, and this is from like six hours ago. Uh, I think the award favorites all got way more entrenched top three for MVP all killed it. Maxi played great. Monk played great. Dagnalt won. Even Curry for Clutch won again. So maybe we're kind of thinking the same way on that one. Um, for, does it create any bets? Uh, like Clutch is kind of a funny market. Probably put that one to the side. I wouldn't recommend people just like jamming minus 200, minus 250 when we have one year of track record on how people vote for this award. It's just a little tricky. Uh, six man. Great job, Kings. Great job, Monk. Also, he's minus and they're going to be the eight seed in an award that generally rewards team success almost as much as statistical success. So he can occupy that spot. There's no question. The thing in that market is probably Tim Hardaway Jr. continues to just not do anything. And as he keeps doing that, someone else needs to be the second choice in the market behind Malik Monk. Malik Monk needs to be the favorite, but all the other win probability needs to be some combination probably of Norman Powell, I I guess they lose. And he's like minus 20. They talked about that on hoop collective this morning. Um, but like he scored a good amount, I guess, uh, him and then maybe like Nas Reed or Lavert or some of, one, some of these like good team six man candidates can probably be on the list too. Hardaway kind of like feels like slipping away a little bit in terms of how he's playing with Kyrie. You mentioned it, Kyrie and Luca haven't played a lot together. Part of them playing together is that Tim Hardaway doesn't play very well. That's part of what happens when that happens. Doesn't take as many shots. Um, so I don't think there's a, necessarily a betting angle in six man or clutch coach is is interesting um i i bought tyloo at a not a high as high a price as a lot of people did and have finch from way like week one of the season and have kind of been like man if i could just get one of these guys in front of dagnall and then i could bet dagnall like and like coming back for better return boy that'd be sweet <laughs> and it just it doesn't look like it's going to work out that way uh the thunder not only did they win last night and sometimes when i say some wins are worth like five or six wins what i mean by that is uh the thunder are very likely to win their next four games they don't get test games very often and they do a really good job of beating up on teams that they're better than um they got houston twice they got a couple bad teams coming up like it's just and it, it gets pretty easy the rest of the season too if you got utah on your schedule the rest of the way congratulations on the win already based on how the jazz are playing so just uh it's it doesn't set up well for dagnall to take losses that's why last night was so important like if they're if they're gonna get locked into a mid 50s wins he's never gonna get shaken 
from his perch as either first or second choice in the market and Vickerstaff loses. And I don't think he was going to win anyway, but like that hurts too. I, I do wonder if at the end of the year or even in two weeks or three weeks, it'll be like, yeah, he was the same as Finch, but he was much more likely to win than Finch was as part of like winning last night and kind of what goes along with that. The, I think some of the permutations, I think all of us kind of have a good idea what would happen. Like Timberwolves are the one thunder or the four yeah finch wins probably in that situation so you get a multiple game lead over the thunder they're the one and okc's like not close i think that one's pretty easy uh thunder one timberwolves two dagnalt not even close timberwolves one thunder two like a game back is the one that's that what I think it is right people... now by the way Right. That's what it is right now, exactly in the standings. And uh, Clippers three, Denver four is the the way it plays out. I think usually um, when you when you simulate this, and okay, if it's that exact finish, I think there are some people who are like, well, how can they give it to Dagnall when Finch has a better record and they both they both didn't win very much? Like they both improved their teams a tremendous amount. How can they give it to the guy who didn't win and the guy who has a better record comes a second? And my answer is, I just kind of get the sense they're just going to do that, and Dagnall would just win. And be like, well, that's kind of unfair. Finch should win. Well, then it's unfair. And that's what it's going to be. I just get that sense from reading everything, talking to a couple people, you know, saying like who know voters makes it sound all like insidey and political and stuff. But just like try to cast a wide net. Um, just so much support for Dagnall, almost despite whether he gets the one seat or not. He just has to get really close. And as that per that permutation is the key to betting this entire market. The other ones are easy to solve, I think. Like, oh, it's one and four, then it's this, it's Thunder the one, it's him. What about the one where the Timberwolves and the Thunder are close and the Timberwolves actually have a better record? That's the one that if you really think that's Dagnall anyway, then you you go bet him here because that's gonna happen like that that gets you enough of the pie chart to make it seem like a valuable bet. So that's the one where I feel like if you wanted to even like at a two to one kind of a price. Look, they're they're very likely to win like their next four, and I think like eight of their next nine or something like that. So they're going to be around. I don't think you have to worry about like slipping three games here in the in the next couple of weeks. That's that's the market that seems the most interesting to me from a betting standpoint. I have some other coaches, so I, I got to play it a little different. But it seems like just in conclusion, it would be like I think Dagnall's price needs to be shorter now, just based on a conversation and b what happened last night. Uh, and then the only other thing in coach of the year that's interesting is and you and i talked about this off air is there a magic number if you're to be like well who is can anybody win that's not the, the two guys we just talked about i think there is one coach that could win is there a magic number of games that joe missoula can win where he just has to win this and there's and nobody has any choice and what is that number and 69 you'd be like <laughs> it's a nice number um i believe the celtics have 12 losses right now if i'm not mistaken right so literally the the maximum number of wins they can get right now is 70 i think they have, tell me if they 12 or 14 i can't remember how many losses they have it's something like that i so, want to say they're like there yeah I'll, I'll have it for you in a second yeah that's fine it's it's and the exact number is not important for answering this question which is just how many so they're wins 44 and 12 they're 44, 44 and 12, 12. Uh, so there is at least like a 0.0001% chance that they, they're going to go 70 and 12. Um, go through their schedule after the next like six or seven games, and it starts to ease off a little bit. But this is a tough stretch that they have coming up a little bit. There are a couple test games. They play Denver coming up in a couple weeks. It's interesting. If they can get through this and just win all of them, you actually have to take that question seriously. I don't, I, they're going to win 68 games, and everyone's going to be like, nah, dags. That's like one of the best eight regular seasons, five regular seasons ever. 
in the history of the league. That's that's the interesting one to me. It's sort of like NFL with like the great coach team, but you need to like wait to see if it's like the Eagles going undefeated. Like you need to wait to even know if it's a thing before you can get really excited about it. And the voters aren't going to talk about it right now because they haven't won a bunch of the games yet. It's not in their brain to think about it right now. What do you mean Missoula is going to win 68 games? But when we get to the end, and if that's what it is, I, you can't cross them off. How can you cross off a guy who's going to win 68 games? How can, you, how can you do that? So that's that's like the weird, crazy potential angle at the end. Otherwise, like Dagnalt 1, Finch 2, most likely to win, it might be Missoula 3 now. And you need that crazy outcome at the end of the season. I think that's the most... Maxi, like, he's a big favorite. I think he's going to win. I think it's a it's becoming a fool's errand to bet more into the market. But I can be wrong about that. Not a strong opinion. Coach, I think, like, that's how I would frame it. I think that's very interesting going forward. Celtics' upcoming schedule at the Knicks tomorrow on Saturday. Sixers, Dallas, Warriors at home. At the Cavs, at the Nuggets, at the Suns. So a tough schedule coming up. Also worth noting, Chris Finch has been to the playoffs two times with the Timberwolves already. Thunder went to the play-in last year. That might hurt Chris Finch a little bit. Been to the playoffs a couple times already. Dagnold hasn't with Oklahoma City. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up on the other side, we started talking bets with our friend Joey Kanish. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.